welcome back to Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy with my car, Sid. How's it going, Sid? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, man, not bad. Lots of games to cover today. Um, which game would you like to start with? I'm sure you'd like to have a little say on Liverpool losing against Man City. I can't hear you, mate. I can't hear you. <laughs> cool, great. Oh, I don't speak about Man United winning. You know, you can, you can have your pick today. No, let's talk about Liverpool first, if that's okay. How, how do you feel like that? I'm not, to be fair, um, I kind of feel like it's a natural thing for champions to kind of drop off after they've been they've been crowned champions. This is it's happened in history as well. So I think even Jamie Carragher mentioned it uh, during the commentary that when Arsenal won the league a few years ago, once a few a long time ago, yeah. uh, they, um, they lost four 0 to Liverpool next fixture. So it's, it's, I think it's one of those things where mentally you can prepare as much as you can, but it's just one of those ones where you're not really right there in terms of level playing football. So it's just like, obviously people like, oh, you players might have been drunk or that. I don't think that's the case. It's a men- mental thing, really. So um, but- I was expecting us to get fresh 4-0, um, but I was expecting Man City to come sort of firing as soon as the minute the Lewis W because obviously they have a point to prove, you know, to show the world that they are still rivals and, you know, they just not have one of the best seasons, um, which is why Liverpool won. So, so what, what do you think? What was your uh, some assessment of the game? I think it was amazing. I think it was sensational. I'm not going to lie, listen, I, I, everyone can talk about, oh, yeah, you know, we slipped because we just won the league and all of that. But I actually think you just got moved to. Um, no, but you think that was an actual local performance the way we normally play? I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was, but I think it was thoroughly deserved by uh, Man City, for sure. I think that yeah. we can argue that, you know, people were on this high from winning the league and it wasn't there yet. Yeah. But if I'm honest with you, I think you just didn't turn up. Just didn't turn up, and so you think you didn't play properly. You didn't play, no. Nah, I disagree. Because if you look at the before the first goal, it was equal. We had a couple of chances. Salah hit the post. If those goals had gone in, it would be a different game. But, but I think once the first goal, went, yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, if the team's not really in in into it more or less, they wouldn't be performing at that level in the beginning to get so. It's not our heads were in it from the beginning. It was more or less where we started the game, tried to create a few chances. They didn't go for us. I think as soon as the first goal went, it was just a fashion of that goal as well. So I think in terms of the penalty, it was a penalty, but I just think it was a clever play from Raheem Sterling. Where I'm not saying he died, I'm not using him or anything like that. What I'm saying is that it's a smart play from an attacker where they know they're going to get dragged a little bit or they're going to get tripped over. So he just knew when to kind of down. Not dive, but in a way to simulate and show to the uh, referee that you know this is kind of going to do this. So, um, so from there, I think our confidence just went down. And to be fair, I'm not taking away from Man City. They were just, I think they were just more up for it. Um, you can tell by the play, they were just like fired up. They were like first to all like the 50-50 balls. Um, the passing had a bit more zip in comparison to ours. Literally, I think I'm not even making excuses that we lost four. No, I just think we weren't at it. Um, but 
I think it's more of a psychological thing in terms of the way we perform. It's, it's just natural where, you know, we haven't won the league for such a long time, so we've reached our goal. And now it's like, what do you do now? Do you understand? So it's kind of that kind of mentality where subconsciously you don't feel like you're going to perform to your best standard. But even the game against Aston Villa, we won the game, but it wasn't uh, a great performance, if I'm honest with you. So, so what you're, you're, I mean, you're saying that now that you've won, you can step off the gas. You're doing that. Um, step that, off the gas. If you look at Man City and that Villa game, it wasn't really. I'm sorry, but this, like you said, it wasn't Liverpool what you know. You see what I'm saying? So, I don't think personally that's the mark of true champions. You should still be going full camp until the season is done. Yeah. And I, I agree because you haven't won it in a long time, and I'm not even like throwing shame. But I do think that Liverpool switched off. They are still on that high, but there should be enough to maybe lose the game against Man City, but not by 4-0. That was just, I mean, I don't know what happened yet. And even the Villa game, that 2-0 to you guys is good, but you can see by the performance it wasn't there. I yeah, mean, but they were, they were creating chances to beat us. It's, it's, it's more of a sort of, you evaluate your own performance. We won the game, we could have scored more goals. That was the same with Man City, we just went clinical. Whereas they were, they had five shots. One got disallowed by VAR, but they were clinical all the way around. Mm. That was the difference. They were just better in terms of finishing. Yeah. In terms of play, we had as many chances as that. Possession-wise, they had a bit more possession than us, but at the end of the day, they were just more clinical. So, what do you for think? me, it's... Sorry? No, I was going to say, what do you think about Mr. Klopp? Well, his uh, interview. Yeah, yeah talk I know you again. I told you after the game, I knew he was, he was I don't want to swear on that, but he wasn't happy basically. So, um, and that was a reaction I kind of expected. And uh, Jonas was quite smart in terms of how he was asking those questions. So he was trying to get a reaction from him, and it worked. So, there were more views on YouTube from, from that interview alone now. So, um, yeah, I think even the next day he said that, yeah, I was in a bad mood. Uh, but I think it was more frustration in terms of that they prepared the way they normally prepare for a match, but it just didn't happen. And then it, that's just football. It's just, it's just bad in office. That's how I look at it. So uh, you're saying that in terms of Liverpool being champions that we didn't perform like champions, the game against Aston Villa, we didn't play, but we still won. So that is still a sign of the champions where you still play terrible and still win. Obviously, Man City are not, no respect to Aston Villa, they're not on that same sort of level. So, you know, it was disappointing to lose that way to Man City, but you know how tough this league is. Anyone can beat anyone on their day. So, Liverpool, Man City can play, Man United can get lost, you know, by a big gap as well. It's just one of those things. So, I just think. Um, sorry? I just think it was great, to be honest. They were champions, I couldn't care less. Literally, I couldn't care less. So, um, so what if you were so, yeah. to the remainder of your games? Would you not be bothered? No, obviously. In terms of football, you never want to lose a football match. So the goal is to win as many points. Obviously, we're sort of being all these records here and there, but the goal is to win the league, and we've done that now. So now it's just making sure we kind of keep that momentum, try and win as many games, and just uh, see the season out, really. So 
Do you think he'll play the youth more? Sorry? Do you think he'll play the youth more? Um, he has. So he's played, he played Curtis Jones in the last game. Um, scored a good goal as well. But I think at the minute, uh, there's questions in terms of some of the youngsters playing a certain appearances. Because I think if you have five appearances, uh, you're entitled to get a Premier League medal. So um, Klopp mentioned that, you know, he's not going to play kids just for the sake of them, you know, getting a medal. Um, but I think he will give them a chance. There's a certain place like Harvey Elliott who will probably play a little bit more. Okay. Uh, we've got a right back in you know, Nico Williams who looks a good talent as well. So some of these players will get a chance, but it just won't be any sort of youngsters in, in our ranks. It'll be Donnie Williams, Curtis Jones, and Harvey Elliott that face the game. So, okay. so yeah, exciting <laughs> next season as well. Nico Williams, especially, I'm excited to see him next season. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've got Trent in the starting lineup, but it will be a good kind of cover for him as well. Um, so yeah, so good. How old is he? He's 18. So he's just broken into the team. He's, he's made quite a few appearances. Could have scored actually the other day as well. Um, but yeah, he's a good, good prospect for, for the future. As well as Curtis Jones mm. and Harvey, who both of them just signed new contracts as well, uh, professional contracts with the club. So, so good yeah. Time. Good times, right? Good times. Yeah. Um, now we can talk about your team. I thought you guys were playing um, Barcelona or something, the way you guys were, you know, What's excited that? about beating Bournemouth. Bournemouth, who, who can't score goals, and you considered two goals against Bournemouth. What's the problem, man? <laughs> What's the problem? That nutmeg. What's the problem? That nutmeg. What's the problem? You still score five. That's the problem, but... These things happen, isn't it? These things happen, isn't Sorry? it? These things happen, my friend. You know, I mean, what, what are you highlighting Bournemouth for? <laughs> they still lost. That's your problem. I can't talk about Man United. I talk about both teams. No, it was a good game. And you've got to give credit where it's due. They're a failing side. But, to be fair, you know, there was mistakes. And I don't even think that penalty should have stood, if I'm honest with you. You know, but... It is what it is, but uh, what's the Bournemouth one? Okay. Oh, the one that Josh, uh, that King started in? Yeah. Did you didn't think that was a penalty? What? It wasn't inside the box, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got that lines and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. And he was in there, so. My friend, you can even. I know. Know. They probably didn't seem like a pen, but you know how they measure it now? Right. Anyway, let's not dwell on Bournemouth. Let's talk about United. You know? Let's just talk about how amazing they're playing at the moment. Yeah, you can say it's Bournemouth, but these are the clubs that we weren't even drawing with last season. We were struggling with. And I think if you look at it, this is a good indicator for next season. Because if we can have that confidence to beat the lower teams, with this style of football, I'm not saying we're going to challenge for the league because we're still far off, depending on the players we sign. Yeah? But two or second or third, for sure, we could get next season. Because if we're consistent... Second or third? I'll be able. Come on. I'm confident. I'm confident we can get second or third. Don't... don't why? why not? <laughs> why not? You're not overtaking. You're not overtaking, Max. 
Why not? We might even overtake you because I can see Man City next season. Hmm? Sorry? I said we might even overtake you because I can see Man City winning the next season. <laughs> Listen, Man City will not be the same team next year, I guarantee you. It'll be better. The loss of Silva is going to be key. I know they've got Foden in the team and he's doing really well. And I think it's a good way that they're sort of embedded into the team. But you can't expect so much from the young, young players. So... And Sane is a big loss, which we'll talk about later on. But, yeah, I, I don't think... I think they've got quite a bit to do in terms of recruitment. Um, centre-back is key for them as well. I think that's probably why they've lost so many games. Nine games, I think, I believe it is, this, this, uh, this season. So. Sorry? they got John Stones. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's not enough, mate. No. So, they need more they need more bodies so um, even for Maynard to be honest with you I think I think the sort of factor that will determine your success next year will be your recruitment as well how well you recruit for next season yeah I'm um, confident yeah I think in terms of your form you've been in great form I can't deny that you've won 15, uh, 14 games in the middle row now I think so you're showing great form I'm just pleased that you're playing uh, Greenwood, to be honest with you. Uh, I think I mentioned it really, nearly every episode. I'm a big fan of this. Um, so I hope you guys continue to play. I even read the other day, uh, Full Skull saying that uh, it was a big mistake for Man United not to sign Haaland. But you've got Greenwood. Similar age, same kind of style of striker. I think I, I think Greenland could be, in terms of like that age group, they could be rivaling in the years to come in terms of Euro- European football. Yeah. Yeah, Greenwood for me is definitely going to be like top, like one of these top strikers for the next 10 years. I would like to think that he's definitely uh, uh, surpassed Rashford. I mean, Rashford is good. Eat by far, my friend. Huh? The golden boy. Who's the golden boy? Past the golden boy. I don't understand what you're saying. Who's the golden boy? <laughs> don't say that you can't understand English. The golden boy. He's the past the golden boy. I can't be my Are you alright? <laughs> Rashford, look, if you see his record, yeah, I think he's got yeah. eight goals in open play this season in the Premiership. Nine goals, sorry. One of the two. My, uh, Greenwood. Yeah has already got eight, yeah, in the premiership. And it just shows you that this guy is not a clinical finisher, as in Rashford. The rest are penalties. Yeah, now, I like Rashford, but I'm sorry, but I think he could be another Welbeck. Like, Welbeck? 100%. Well, I, I'm, I'm not even going to deny it. I think he could be another Welbeck, in a sense that he will run... I'm going to have to record this clip and save it somewhere. Are you sure about this? Save it. Save it. Please, please next week saying he's the new Mbappe or no, like that. no, no, no. You'll never hear that from me. You'll All never right. hear that from me. Never. You, for me, where... You were showing me a comparison a few weeks ago. Who was? Sorry, don't try it, Ozzy. Don't. <laughs> please don't do that. Please don't. Because Rashford has periods, isn't it? Yeah. But he's not going to lead United for the next five, six years. 
Yeah, and this is my worry. Martial, I've got more confidence in. Yes, he, he, he can be a bit lazy, but when it comes to it, he's very like direct and he can do a lot of damage if needs be. If needs yeah. be he should be doing that on the regular. But Martial and Greenwood are the future. Rashford, if we get Sancho, it would be Rashford that loses out. That's not no, it will be. Uh, I don't think so. Why, who, who, who'd, who'd it be then? It would be Rashford, Sancho, and unfortunately, it would be Martial. But I think Greenwood would have to go on the bench. That's not something I think should happen personally, but for in terms of his, uh, his development. But I, I don't think Rashford would be dropped. I just think he's literally not always trying to take the mick house. I literally think he's your golden boy. That's how the way that's the way everyone raves about him in Manchester. So you can't just drop someone like that. I mean, if he's smart, he will have to look at it. I mean, look, yeah, if if he carries on scoring goals, then there'll be no reason for him to drop Rashford. But if you're looking for someone to be clinical and guarantee you goals, I know who I'm gonna pick. I mean it's not gonna be Rashford. Are you speaking in terms of these players playing as a two or, or as a three? Three. As a three, okay. As so you'd three. have, who would you have on the wing? So Rashid would, wouldn't even be on the, on the pitch, he'd be on the bench. He'd be on the bench. Wow. <laughs> he'd be on the bench. He'd be a quick, imagine him coming off the bench. I'm not looking good, don't get me wrong. But it's funny because we had, we, had, <laughs> we had a discussion a few weeks ago in terms of our combined Liverpool and United team. I remember you saying that Rashford walks into Liverpool. But I said to you, Rashford would be a great player for Liverpool. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But in hindsight, in terms of an impact player. But the thing is, I don't think your front three is to that same level with Liverpool. So, no, it's I still feel like you have a place in that team. Even if you were to get Sancho, mm -hmm. you just have to look at the England draft as well. They always pick up those two guys. Always between one and the two, I guess. You've got Sterling on the other wing. But, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? I think if, if we get Sancho, it'd be a good um, situation for Solskjaer. To well, have. I don't think it'll be. It yeah. works to say you want more than 50 million. Wow. Well, that's, that's like you going to the shop saying that, yeah, I want this sweet 10p, take your leave and just walk off. Yeah, I mean, if, if we get him, but I'm, yeah. I'm not fretting if we don't because. Yeah. You know, we can get someone cheaper, we can get Grealish as well, you know, there's options, you know. So, yeah. let's see, let's see. But yeah, United, carry on doing what they're doing, like, you know, Matic, holding midfielder, like, sitting there, deep, protecting the back. So you're happy with Matic? I, I, I remember you weren't too impressed with him about a few months ago. No, I wasn't. But, but he's just, he just made a great sort of resurgence since the, I think, since the restart. I base it on what I see. If he's not performing, then I'll call them out. But I can't fault him over the last few weeks. He's held us together. Do you see what I'm saying? Unsung hero. And I think, I don't agree with, you know, extension for three years. But at least um, one year with options to extend and all of that. I mean, three years. Quite a How did he? He's 38, did you say? 32. 32. 32. <laughs> but that's so typical United, though. 
No, it's not, though. This is the thing. It's not. Because before, we would only give one-year extensions. I know, but that's what I'm saying. The, the new United, okay, as yeah, in yeah. since Fergus left, it's just typical business in terms of giving people contracts way beyond when they should receive it, or you've overpaid, or you've kind of gone above and beyond. Like, three years is ridiculous for a 32-year-old. Who, who's the idiot at the top that's doing that? <laughs> That's your point. I don't know. That says it all. That's what we have to deal with. But look, we're in a strong position. I feel that if we can keep this momentum, get a few signings, I'll stand by it. I don't know why. I don't see why we can't get second or third. Yeah, I've been, to be fair, I've been instead of the ball, I've been pressed by Greenwood uh, until he's goals. Mm. Um, and also, Fernandez, who was just uh, the day of the month, and rightly so. He's, he's been fantastic. So, credit to the guys. I think they, they deserve their sort of glory right now, I would, I would say. Um, but yeah, no, great game. I'll say that was a great game. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on, we can talk about. So, Danny Ings. So, someone I wanted to highlight in terms of his form recently. So, I think since the restart, he scored three goals in four games. Yeah. And he's running for the Golden Golden Beat. So I believe at this stage, he's quite close. He's got 18 goals and he's further, I believe. Um, and top scorer Vardy at the moment, 21 goals. As a sort of like prediction on our part, who do you think will be playing Golden Beat? I think um, it'll be close, but I actually see um, Aubameyang. Coming strong, yeah. Say that again. That's good. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Abanyan. How many times have you today? Huh? How many times have you practiced that on today? Nah, slightly. I just heard you say it, so that's why I repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> I repeated it. Yeah, Abanyan. Yeah. But um, I think you'll do it. To be fair. Um, then Vardy, then Ings. But that's not to say that Ings hasn't done well. I mean, Ings has just smashed it, isn't it? Like, since the restart, yeah. he's just been on a different... Not, not really from the restart. I mean, he's been showing glimpses all season. All season. He's been on fire all season. I yeah. think we were speaking earlier earlier this year to him being an England team. Uh, I think at the time, obviously, you know, with COVID-19, things have changed. But... That would have justified his, his form for the season. He would have fully deserved to have been in that England squad if uh, Euro 2020 was taking place. So, yeah, I think he's been great form. Um, I would like him to win it, to be honest with you. I would, I would really want Ings to win. I think he fully deserved it, if that's the case. Um, but yeah, it's a title one because Barley's doing well, but for me, Leicester aren't really performing to their best right now. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of I know, I know they won. They, they beat Crystal Palace 3 now, uh, but they also hit the drop points as well, didn't they? So, yeah. they lost 2 1. So, it's, they're very inconsistent right now. So, we can talk about that. So, in terms of the, the race for top four, uh, I think me and you kind of covered it last week, but I feel like it's between Chelsea, Wolves, and Man United. I can't see anyone. I think Le- Leicester will drop out. Yeah. Don't think that. I think that they play Manchester United as the last fixture of the whole season. That's a key game as well, depending on how you guys 
how Leicester and the rest of the teams are doing as well. So it'll be interesting fixture that one, I think. But they play, they play. I think the other team rivals as well around them. So it's not even. I think, I think, I think they'll do well to continue. Yeah, I think I know. I said that they've done enough, but I think just looking at the last two performances, I have to reconsider yeah. because they haven't looked strong at all. They're not consistent and, you know, whilst they'll probably win a few more games before the end of the season, I don't think that would be enough. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. It'd be Man United and Chelsea, for sure. The Wolves not far behind. You know. The Chelsea are there for years. I, I think they've got five games left and they can only win one game and that's not even trying to be cheeky or anything like that. They, they play Arsenal, Bournemouth is the game I think they'll win. Sheffield United, I don't think they'll be Sheffield United. Uh, and they Tottenham and they play United. They've got a tough fixture. Tottenham Yeah. So whereas Chelsea, they've got Sheffield United, uh, Norwich, and then Chelsea play Liverpool last game. And then you've got... Uh, they play Wolves as well. So that's, a, that's, a, that's actually going to last day as well. So that's a good fixture. Yeah, and then you've got United. United have got the easier ones. They've got Villa, Southampton, Palace, West Ham, and Leicester. Yeah. I think, I think they're the teams. I, I can see it being Chelsea and United. That's, that's my, I think I did that last week, so that's my prediction as well. Um, so it'll, it'll be close between you and Wolves, I think. I think because of the momentum you, you guys currently have, I think you guys will just, just find it pretty I think, yeah, it would be tough, but I think, like, the Chelsea are playing well, United's doing well. I think it's theirs to lose. Yeah. And, of course, I think July 13th is Judgment Day for Man City, isn't it? So, yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what they're doing. Yeah, we'll see how that happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's speak about Arsenal. So, Arsenal back to winning ways. Uh, Big Norwich and Wolves. Um, for me, it's more about a question about their long term. What do you think they need to kind of compete again next season? Where, where do you think they're like, the team? What would you say? Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, I just don't think they've got enough quality in their squad to yeah. challenge. You know, and I, I think we mentioned this last week or a couple of weeks ago. There's no actual leadership in that team. Yeah. As much as you can have big names, you know, Lacazette, uh, Aubameyang, I got it, I got it, I got it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that, yeah. Like, I just don't think you're going to get these players where they literally grab the game and say, if we're losing, I'm grabbing him to say, come on, like, get your head right, track back. Do stay in your position, all of that stuff. You know, like I think that's missing. And I think Arteta's a good manager, but he needs confidence. So when I say confidence, he needs to find a big player, a big name player. And I actually look at uh, the Ghanaian Thomas Party. If, yeah. If they can, yeah, yeah. If they can get him, that would be a big statement. Because for his position, he's probably like top five. The best of is he's one of the best. Yeah. yeah. 
And that would be a big statement for Arsenal. And the way you look at it, it will definitely give them confidence, especially, I don't know what defenders they got. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, they need to sort that out as well. You know, I mean, there's there's transfer rumours for different uh, players, defenders. But I think for me, if they can get that DM from the party, that would be a good step. And you know, they just signed the uh, Paco long-term deal. <coughs> Uh, so he's a good player, very you know he's shown a promise. So it's there, but I think for me it's the strength and depth, quality strength and depth. Like it's not about having numbers because you can say United's got a lot of players, but they don't have that strength as well. So I think it's similar to Arsenal. Yeah, I think they need to focus more on the youngsters. So I know they've recently signed uh, extension call. Saka's got a new. Professional contract, which I think is fully deserved, and uh, they've also extended Martinelli's contract as well. So for me, they've got a lot of good youngsters in their team. So that needs to be the focus of Arsenal Football Club, in my opinion. But to add experience into that team, proven quality, but also leadership as well. I think, to be honest with you, it might be sort of like a silly approach. But I'll look at the teams that are getting relegated and try to sign their best players. Like who though? So, well, obviously the teams haven't been relegated yet, but let's just say on current form, got Bournemouth. I would look at someone like Ake. I think Ake is a good player. I think he's quite reliable. I think obviously he plays in a team where he probably can't showcase all of his ability, but whenever he's been on form, I've been quite impressed with him. Norwich, Norwich have abundance of talent, in my opinion. Uh, you've got their centre back Godfrey, who's been fantastic this season. I think he will be he's up and coming. You've got Aaron's on the right as the right back as well. He's top quality. You've got Catwell. Yeah, Catwell's good. Buendia, uh, the Argentine winger, he's got I think I mean like top five in terms of assists. He's got a number of assists uh, this season as well. He's got seven assists. Uh, um, and their uh, left back as well, Lewis Jamal Lewis. He's a yeah. good player as well. He's a good talent. Um, yeah, so they've got a number of young players that are literally there. Even their striker, they've got a young striker Endia. Yeah. He looks, he looks good as well. So, and he got Puki. Obviously, Puki kind of dropped off since the beginning of the season. But and then this team, I know Liverpool now re-signed Wijnaldum, who was a former relegated team, and we got Robertson. Obviously, these players we scouted for a long time. But I feel like the key is to try and get English players as well. So I've mentioned quite a number of English players there. Uh, you've, got, you've got three and you've got Campbell as well. Mm-hmm. And three English players there. So I would say that's the way to go, to be honest with you. So it's the, getting that English form. I think English form would be good. Um, I would say Premiership proven players. I think that would be good. There's one player I think... Who I was about to speak about, but I'll mention it now, is the uh, Newcastle winger. I mean, it'd be fantastic signing to stay maximized. Yeah. He yeah. would be amazing for them. He's very. He would literally get the fans. Yeah, like he would <coughs> have a crowd now, but he would literally get fans off their seat. That's the type of player he is. And he would bring a little buzz around that club as well. So these are the kind of players I feel like they should look at where they've got, they're showing great form for their teams. The question is, can they make a big jump and do it for 
I know they're not performing at this day, but Arsenal's still a big club. So can they come and perform at a big club? Uh, but obviously with these youngsters, you have to give them a chance. So I feel like these are the kind of players they should be targeting. Uh, what would you say about the current players though? So the troublesome players like Ozil, Lacazette, mm -hmm. how do you approach them? Because they're not yeah. either being utilised or there's problems with their contracts and all of that. Like there's a lot of dead wood as people like to call it. So is that something yeah. you need to be tackled or? I think regarding Ozil, he's like Marmite literally. It depends on the manager. So if the manager fancies him, he's in the team 100%. If, he, if the manager doesn't fancy him, he's not right. He's just one of those players where he plays better for a team that has high percent, a high possession rate. So a team that dominates play, they've got 78 percent possession. That's you, that's how you get the best out of Ozil. If you're a team that's struggling or you're out of form and you're chasing for the ball, he's not the player. I'm not saying he doesn't track back, but he he doesn't have that intensity in his play. Um, so that's something for Arteta to review. If he feels that he's not the player for the team, he needs to sell it. Unfortunately, uh, I'm, I like Ozil, but I think he's he literally his mama. You either love, love him or you hate him. Uh, Lacazette, I think he's talented. I, I think he's, in terms of if you look at his stats, in terms of goals in the last three years, it's probably not to the highest kind of caliber, or I think people expected more from him. But he's been in and out of the team. It's a difficult one. I think. The key is to keep Aubameyang. They can't let him go. I think if they let Aubameyang go, that's literally taking five minutes back. I genuinely believe that. Uh, if they were to sell Lacazette, I don't think that's too much of an issue because that'll probably give Aubameyang more of a chance to play as a main striker rather than playing as a left winger, which he's been doing for the last... Since the restart, he was also doing it before as well in February. So keeping the key players that the manager wants there and keep them happy but add, add to the team as well they've got a lot of good young players like Saka I think everyone's seen he's been quite impressive Martinelli looks like a good talent as well um, got Reese Nelson who hasn't had much game time but he's a good talent as well so um, they've got players I think if they got someone like Partey into their team yeah. that, that's a game changer but they need someone for the spine of that team. That's what they're lacking. Where they don't have a spine. Is that a game changer to challenge for top four or just? Uh, I think they're quite far away too far. He would. He wouldn't be the only signing to say, "Yeah, we're in top four." But he would be the start. If they could get that, I think if that was to be their first signing, I think that would send a message to the whole world that look, we're trying to come back, trying to be top four again. Uh, to that I, I think he's really good. I, whenever I've seen him, I think he's top top player, and he can pass as well. He's not one of those anchormen where he just breaks the play. He can play a bit as well. So no, I always I, I, I rate him, but it's just you know some. I'm, no, what I was asking is that do you think it would be a bold statement by Arsenal if they signed him? So would you think it was yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah, I think he would because uh, that means to be rude, but I don't think a player like Partey should be playing for a team like Arsenal right now in terms of where they are in the league and where they are positioned in Europe because they're not competing. Mm. 
So if they were to sign him, that's a big statement. You know, you can't, if you're not playing in the Champions League and you're in the European League every season, you know, if attracting players out there, who, who could, I would say he would walk into like the top teams in, in Europe, yeah. but he could. Yeah. If they were to sign him, you would have said, oh, he's really up to that standard. He's really good. So I think that would be a big statement to sign him personally. Uh, but yeah, we can see we can see how that goes. You know how the, uh, the chance of rumor goes. It's like new rumors like every day. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that. Really. Okay. Uh, so we can talk about the chances actually. So Leroy, Leroy Sané. So I think that's the only official kind of chance that has taken place in the last week or so. Yeah. Fifty million. That is peanuts. Very cheap. Considering you got Fred for 52, whatever it is. You got Fred for 52? Yeah, it's like 50, 52. This, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Wow. I don't even know that. I totally forgot about that. But what a signing. I think they're going to be a force next year as well. Can you imagine? Sani on the left, Gnabry on the right. And that's the How do you see that? Obviously, that, the Bundesliga done, that's theirs next season again. Obviously. But I think when they actually lost to Liverpool, that kind of spared them on because then they changed the manager as well. So the current manager was the assistant manager. And he was the only caretaker for like a few games, but he's revolutionised that thing. And they're playing like with such, kind of similar to how I think Klopp played in terms of the intensity that like their goal is to press from the, from the front. And it reflects throughout the whole team. And you can mm -hmm. see it's just a different team in general. So, Man City, uh, I, I, it's one of those ones where I don't think it had anything to do personally. I think he just wanted a new challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he wanted to go back to Germany. And there was only one club for him. It wasn't like, put me on a chance for this, I'm up for sale, anyone can bid for me. That was the only club he wanted to go. No. He's going to smash it, though. Obviously, he's been unlucky with injuries this year, but I think, yeah, he's going to be fantastic there. So, who do you think, like, if you were playing football manager right now, who would you sign as his replacement? Oh, as his replacement? But right now, Grealish is being linked, but for me, he's not the right player to play in that position. I don't think he doesn't he... have to be he, he, He's more effective for me through the middle. Yeah. Right, he can't. Yeah. He can't do Sane's levels in terms of running down the wing. Take he, well, he can take on players, but not to the extent like Sane because Sane's pace is just. Sane stretch team with his pace differently. Whereas really more tactical dribbles here and there, but it's nothing. Not to that same kind of. They're different players in my opinion as well. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, like, I don't know who Man City could get to be fair. Like. I'll tell you what, right now, I've noticed recently as well, watching Man City, they've been playing Mahrez a lot on the left wing, which he doesn't normally play. He normally plays on the right. He's on the right, yeah. But even on, against Liverpool, he scored a goal, but he got ruled out for, I think, offside or something. But he still looks a threat, as in, on the left. He might even look better on the left, actually, with the left wing. So they might have a in-house replacement in Mahrez, 
play that position week in, week out. But it's a question. But do you think he's enough Huh? Do you think he's enough, he has the right quality to start every game, or do you think they should probably go for someone above that level? No, but I, I think Mahrez has that quality because he's proven in the Premier. It's, yeah. it's not a question of quality for me, it's a question of whether Guardiola has trusted him to play in week in, week out. Because I, yeah. I, I would still take Mahrez because on his day, he can still do bits. But yeah. I do think that, you know, Guardiola, knowing Guardiola, he'd want to make a statement signing. I'm not going to lie, I don't know who could fill in that position. But Guardiola would want that person to come yeah. in and like, look at me, this is the player I've signed, we're going to challenge for the league. But I, 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 would, I would stick with Mario. I don't think there's many players out there for, for Guardiola to make that kind of statement signing. No, the, only okay. one, the only name that popped in my head that would make that statement signing is Neymar. But that's just impossible at this, this day and age in terms of the transfer market. Because mm. I think in terms of the transfer fees, salary, obviously Man City probably the only club in position to do that. But I'm not sure. But me personally, I, I kind of agree with you, personally. I'd probably sign, I'd probably keep Morris, but I'd sign another winger to kind of challenge for those positions as well. Uh, a player that I, I think would probably do well there is uh, Leon Bailey from Leverkusen. Oh, yeah. He's a good talent. I, I don't think he's shown such great form recently, but he's, he's got it. I think, I think if he came to Premier League, you know, not that it's a big factor, but it's a good message for him Sterling as well. Coming into a new club, downhill and helping each other settling in. Um, but then when he, he'll come in, it might not. If you're a starter and a new signing, there's more pressure. Yeah. But if you're a player coming off the bench, he might not have that same pressure. So he might have time to kind of understand the way the team plays, how they function. And then if he blossoms, he has the opportunity to do that later in the season. So I don't know who they were saying. I think Mars, you know, I think he should be given a chance. I think he fully deserves it. But they will need to recruit another with them, aren't they? 100%. So, talking about Leon Bailey, actually, he's actually been linked to Manchester United. Is that someone you can see in the team? Is that someone you'd like to sign? Or uh, is maybe, that not really you need right now, do you think? Maybe because I, I, I think that would be like an alternative to our number one options. So, alternative to Grealish or Sancho. Um, but Grealish and Sancho, are you saying you're only going to sign one of them? Or like, if it was like, would you sign both? I, I don't think realistically we could sign both. Okay. It just, it's dependent on the fees that we pay. Out of the two, if you had to choose Grealish or Sancho, who do you think your team needs right now? Who's the player that is, is the man right now that you need? I, I don't think people will agree, but I would say Grealish. Just based on current, um, Sancho is good, but again, we'd have to accommodate him. We'd have to make sure he's number one. Just not saying we have to make sure, you know, he's in that starting every week, you know, and we'd have to like reshuffle to accommodate. But with Grealish, I think he's that type of player where he'll come in and he'll do a job whenever. You know, but he'd want to start the game as well. He'd, he'd want, want to. But I think it will be on the basis where he would have to prove it. 
you sort of think, whilst he's good, he's definitely good, don't get me wrong, but I think what's driving me Grealish is that he would want to play for United. He's got that, I want to move to a club like that, you know, show my worth. You know, because it doesn't happen when you, just because you buy a player doesn't mean they're guaranteed to start. You know, and I think with Grealish, he's the type of player that I want in terms of hunger, appetite. He will literally take the game by the scruff of its neck and be like, rah, I'm ready, isn't it? You know? And that, that, that for me is what I want. I think we need that type of player. But yeah, so for me, I'll take Grealish. Because I think, so based on the players I just mentioned, I think, Sancho walks into your team, 100%. Walks into that team. But the thing is, you've got attackers that kind of are doing well. So I'd go for Grealish. I feel like you need a number 10 right now. You know? But then it's a tricky one, you know, because you've got Fernando and Pogba that are doing great in terms of that partnership right now. But this is what I'm saying. But it, it, my point is, is that, say Fernandez is injured, we don't have yeah. someone reliable. I'm not bringing on Lingard. Matter might go. Stop it. 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 It's not. It's not. It's not worth it, my friends. Um, um, but we need that quality, and that's why I'm saying I think Grealish can offer us more. And you know, I think the Norwich game, FA Cup, we struggled a lot to beat Norwich. Because we played like our semi-second team, we need to have that quality on the bench. So when we, if we are playing a second team, we can be fairly confident. I don't get that when you see Lingard. Like, uh... yeah. I don't think you're set up for that, Tunis, because I, I don't think Grealish will have, you know, only one offer on the table. He'll have a number of uh, suitors wanting to sign him next year. And they'll probably guarantee um, game time as well. So if we're looking at Manchester United, thinking, you know, Fernandez and Pogba are doing like fantastically well right now. So it's just for me to go. So I think for him it's a tricky one to play because I think Man City, he's not the right player to replace Sane, but he'll do amazing in that team. But then you might slow down the development for both if you're in that club. I think the way Foden played against Liverpool as well, I think he's ready. Uh, I said it last episode, I feel like he might need a few more games or he's not quite there. Yeah. But I think any time I've seen him play, he's just, even if he starts or he comes from the bench, he's there. So he's, I think he's got the right mentality. So I feel like if Pep trusted him enough, he should be a starter next season as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, it's debatable, I think, about British. I think I like him as a player, but does he fit my United? Does he fit my City? It's interesting. He's, I think wherever he goes, he'll think about it and it'll be the right choice for him. And I think yeah. he'll be a great addition to any team. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, um, it's so there's other coming up right now as well. Um, which I don't personally believe, but I'm going to talk about is Thiago Alcantara the NFC. Why do you think it's that? What, what's he going to do? Sit on the bench? Nah, he won't be on the bench. He'll be a star. Re replacing who? Why not? Are you sure? Yeah. For sure, yeah. I think he's Yeah, I think he's that level. Me personally, I know it's not happening because we've got too many names. 
and we've got too many players for that difficult position. Yeah. But the thing is, if we were to sign that player, that's the kind of player we kind of lack in terms of having a player who can play as a deep line playmaker. We don't really have that. Like we've got Wanaga, who I really like, works hard for the team. Henderson's the same. Robinho, for me, is one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, you've got Milner, Mr. Reliable, who will get the job done all the time. And you've got Keita, who's showing form now. I think for him, it's just been a case of uh, a lot of injuries. And it's sort of like, not ruined, but it's kind of slowed down his development within the team. So, got a lot, and we've got Oxford Chamber who plays in the mid as well. So, there's a lot of numbers there. Um, which is why I believe it won't happen. Uh, I don't think that's a position, that's a priority position um, at this day and after with everything happening in the world right now. You wouldn't want to just spend money on players just on a basis because they're top players. But listen, next to if we sign it, I'm going to have a different <laughs> tone of voice. Because for me, I rate him. I think I've probably spoken to you about him for a long time. From his Barcelona youth day, I used to tell you about this guy, Thiago. Watch out for this guy. And I think he's been an amazing player. Uh, but I think for Barca, he had a bit too much pressure to replace um, Savi at the time. Um, and he just didn't really get the chance to really do so. Um, I think the fee is quite low because he's only got one year left. I think it's reported to be 30 million. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any sort of in it. It's peanuts, yeah. So if this was, if this actually true, and Klopp had mentioned numerous times in the past that he's an amazing player, but he's, he said that in public. So I don't think it's going to happen personally, but if it does, it just takes yeah. you to another level. Yeah. He's, he's that sort of player where literally he can just do a killer pass and he'll kill like seven players around him. Like he's that type of player. He's, it was one pass he can just open up the team. So, so yeah. Let's see how that goes. I think it's quite early to kind of predict how the group is panning out. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Another one that keeps coming up is Habits. So he's actually told by his club that he can leave. But if the conditions are met, I think that's in terms of the actual transfer fee or the terms of the condition of the deal that they want to take on, basically. Um, so just a quick one. Which club do you think would suit a player like Havertz in the Premier League? So he's probably like a number 10. But I'm sure. right. Maybe a Chelsea, but... Again, yeah, he's so crowded in Man United. He definitely won't go to Arsenal. He won't fit into Liverpool. Get, he won't fit into um, Man City. So I think Chelsea would be the only viable option for him. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think he'll do well, and you know they'll be your force. Pulisic, uh, Havertz, uh, Werner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they got players. Yeah, they got players. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's coming into form again, you know, because he started yeah. off slow this season and slowly building it up. But yeah. I think Chelsea would be the most viable option for him. Yeah, I, 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 I think Chelsea is a place for him. If he was to come to the Premier League, I think that is the club. But well, he's got interest from Madrid and he's got interest from Boston as well. So I think he'd fit um, Real Madrid in my opinion. I don't think he'll fit far 
last night and the way they play. It'd be a great player for Wilmot if they were to sign him. And they do need that sort of number 10. They, they've lacked that for a number of years. Um, so it's a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. Another name that keeps coming up is Koulibaly. Uh, Pally is made available, I think, because they've signed a player from, uh, from Lille, Kobashiman, I think, Nigerian striker. So I think they're trying to cover their finances by the, the top asset is Kulipali. This is a table top, by the way, so I don't know if it's official stuff, but um, available for 70 million. Is that a player you can see coming into the Premier League? Yeah. And for that fee, who will sign it? So, Man City could sign him. They definitely need to sign that. Yeah. United United could also be in there, you know, because there's there's always talk about him linked to United. Um, Hear me out, but I could. Manchester. I can see it being Man City. I think. They, they've been wanting to sign a centre-back for a long time, and I think the only question mark for him will be his age, I think. He's about 30 now. Yeah. Make it sound like he's old, but in terms of football terms, uh, you have to look in terms of what kind of contract will be offered. But at this stage, maybe it's the short-term fix where you sign someone for a few years and then will do the job for the So, yeah, I've, I can see him going to City if I want to be. That would be my prediction. Uh, Imagine if you're yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal? Wow. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> wow. That's the statement that they want to sign Kulibari. That would be a lot. Yeah, that um, would be. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Man City will be the certain destination. You know, yeah. I think United's got too many. We need to get rid of three at least. Him? Well, yeah, who do you get rid of? Huh? It's a bit back smaller. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal sense, yeah. But we need to get rid of Jones, Rojo. Oh, I can't get rid of Jones. Come on. Behave. Yeah, I mean, Jones is better than Rojo. Rojo's still there. What you sold him? No, no, he's out on loan, isn't it? Oh, where is he? Uh, I think in Argentina. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, so he's there, but if we can get rid of three, that would be good. Um, but yeah, let's see. Let's see. There's options, isn't it? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But that's our lineup for today, to our episode. Uh, we'll be reviewing Game Week 34 next week, and plus, I'm sure we'll have more rumors to talk about. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. Um, Please make sure to comment, like, and subscribe, and follow us on Football Talk Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.